0: Welcome to episode three of the History of California podcast. I'm Jordan Maddox. Last week, we talked about the four main native groups in California uh, before the Europeans arrived. And today we're going to look at a particular tribe in the northwest of California, the Talawa. Um, Before I start, I'm just going to have a brief introduction where I talk about and try to frame this topic in a broader context. I hope you enjoy this episode. One of my favorite history books is called Changes in the Land by William Cronin. I read it in undergrad history class, and it's really stuck with me today. Cronin shows the shock of the Europeans at the lifestyle of the natives they encountered when they first came across the Atlantic. They saw their mobile lifestyle and regular periods of deprivation during winter as a sign of poverty. It's natural, I think, when you encounter another culture to... Some would irrationally believe that your lifestyle is superior um, without evidence. What they didn't understand, of course, is that the native lifestyle was a pattern that had slowly evolved to match their environment. Native groups understand the patterns of the ecosystem at an intimate level. Now, as climate change has taken center stage as a problem of our time, we can learn a lot by looking at how native people adapted to their environment and lived in a way that uses, but does not exploit their surroundings. Now, I want to preface this by saying that Native people did occasionally exploit and disrupt their environment. Uh, Pretending uh, or using this idea of kind of an innocent Native person is as much a mythology as anything else uh, that we might say about people from a long time ago, but can say on the whole that we do believe and with good evidence think that they were able to live in ways um, that better fit their ecosystem and they feasted and used resources um, liberally during good times and fasted or um, withheld during times of deprivation. So I'm saying this as my preface to our first and four episodes about the four different native groups, and today we're going to look closely at the tribe in the northwest corner of California called the Taloa. Uh, they're a federally recognized tribe of about 1,700 people and live roughly three miles south of the border of Oregon. They're located in the verdant landscape that we discussed last time, rivers teeming with salmon, couch within the rugged Klamath Mountains running along the coast into Oregon, and wrapped in large redwood trees and many other species of thick forest that blanket this landscape. The Talua were one of the many tribes that inhabited this region in California. There were many others, very close to them, in fact. And they depended on the environment for life and sustenance. Today we're going to explore their land, their food, their culture, and their mythology. And I don't want to pretend to know everything about this. I've relied on a few different resources, which will be uh, linked to... Uh, in the notes about this podcast but um, I feel like I've gotten uh, a pretty good grasp of uh, the basics and that's what we're going to talk about today. So first let's talk about the part that fascinated me the most which was their hunting and fishing. Unlike many tribes that we'll explore later the Tolowa subsistence existence was hardly precarious um, given how many food sources they had. Salmon, sea life, small and large game, acorns, berries, etc. Uh, The Talawa followed the seasons with what was available, often migrating to follow the food supply. Beginning in the early summer, the Talawa would station themselves along the river for late spring salmon run and ripening fruits, before migrating later to the sea and returning again for the late summer salmon run, then moving further up in the river in the fall to collect acorns and other vegetation. The most difficult times for the Talawa were the winter and early spring. Fishing is one of the more fascinating parts of the Talawa food gathering uh, activities. Uh, They use three primary means to collect fish, weirs, nets, and harpoons. Harpoons and nets are self-explanatory, but a weir, for those who don't know, is essentially a fishing trap um, made with sticks, stones, and other materials. Uh, The weirs were built in a V-shaped pattern, and the fish would essentially swim into the the small, gated-off area and become trapped and make easier to catch. Sometimes the men in the village use hot stones to drive the fish into these traps. They would heat them up in uh, a fire and then drive the fish in, making them easier to catch. They regularly attach ropes and rattles to the entryway of the weir in order to indicate when there was fish entering it. So they had a whole system set up. Uh, the fish swam into the weir and then became trapped, and the fishermen could take nets and scoop them up in mass. One of the many staples of fish of the Talawa was smelt. If you don't know what a smelt is, it's a small fish about eight inches in length. Um, And they typically live in the ocean, but they do travel upriver to breed, which makes them a seasonal catch, uh, which is in concert with much of the Talawa food supply. Uh, The Talawa went after the smelt when they were making their way to the river and were running along the surf line. Basically, the Talawa would sit on the beach and watch for the seagulls uh, to begin uh, feasting on the smelt themselves and then wait for changes in color uh, along the breaking waves so they could see the changes in color and know the smelt were there. And they used um, conical-shaped mesh nets and would scoop up uh, the smelt in large numbers, and it made for uh, easy uh, fishing. Salmon, on the other hand, was typically hunted at night in a canoe with at least two men. Uh, the canoes that were built were typically dug out of redwood with peaked ends, including a seat and foot braces for the one steering the boat. Large canoes for five men were also made, but those were made for hunting sea lion, which was highly sought after and was itself a complicated uh, enterprise. Now, while hunting the salmon at night, uh, one man would steer the boat with um, an oar of some kind, and the other would use uh, a couple different sticks propped up uh, on the bow of the canoe and lean over uh, with a spear. Uh, The salmon spear, or or excuse me, harpoon, was a narrow harpoon, probably the size of a stick, um, with a tooth or bone spearhead at the end. Now, in terms of more general hunting, moving away from fishing, um, the densely forested terrain actually, in fact, even though it was verdant and flowing with animals, made made it difficult because animals were difficult to attract in environments that were dense with vegetation. So more typically, the Talawa used traps, um, and that was at least until later on, which we'll talk about um, in another episode, uh, when firearms were introduced. The traps were typically used for small prey, and bows and arrows were, and har- harpoons were used for larger prey if they were hunted, in, in in fact. Now, much of the food that they caught was actually not eaten immediately, but was stored and dried in the home village. Now, the village kind of had a communal uh, approach to food. Much of the food was held in common. The person who actually made the kill um, only ate a, a small portion of the food that he brought back um, it was expected that the food was um, shared. Um, now, this is not necessarily a political philosophy, but instead um, the village was viewed as a family because typically a village would have a, one common male heir, and so the village itself was an extended family. Now, like the canoes, the homes of the people of the Tawa were made of redwood planks, Uh, Men in these tribes specialize in carpentry, which makes sense, given the environment. And the typical house of the Talawa was a uh, rectangular-shaped house with dugout floors. There was a fire pit at the center of the house surrounded by stones. And the walls were covered um, in the dried foods. The wealthy people in the village had a similar construction to the common people. If, If people moved, they would commonly deconstruct their home and rebuild it wherever they wanted to move. In terms of money, the Talawa used a similar system to tribes along the coast, shells along a string. Now, while this money could be used for practical things, like purchasing items or um, using as a means of currency, it seems more that it was used as a social status object. And furthermore, since there was a limited amount of shells, the amount of money or shells was uh, stable. And so inflation or uh, the decreasing value of the shells uh, rarely happened because there was a stable amount of them. And these shells, furthermore, were often passed uh, from the wealthy down to their descendants, their direct descendants, meaning that the rich remained rich and the poor remained poor. So in uh, a tribe, you typically had two fairly stable classes of people. Now... Um, as a way of giving you a picture of the life of an average Talua, we'll now look at uh, and follow someone from uh, birth to death. Um, a typical Talua mother would give birth in a partitioned area of their long house or home. And after the birth, the baby would be uh, only given a few drops of water per day. And they would have their eyebrows marked with black deer tallow and soot. The child would eventually uh, move to larger and larger cradles. The baby's umbilical cord was tied to the cradle and would later be worn as a good luck charm. Children were not not named until they were between the ages of 5 and 10. Before that, they were either referred to as boy or girl. The naming ceremony was a ritual that took place in the wealthy man's house um, in the center of town. Children were often given names of a dead relative, which removed the taboo against using a dead person's name. The child's name was pronounced on him or her, and then that child would go to the river and bathe and emerge with his or her name. Afterwards, all the children named during this ritual would have a feast. Now, in terms of schooling, there was not traditional education in any formal sense, uh, children typically learn the crafts and skills uh, as they became able and from their parents. Um, the only time that formal training did occur would be occasionally during mealtimes, and it was typically around uh, topics such as etiquette or how to behave in a formal or uh, ritualistic way. Talua marriage ceremonies were fairly typical transactions, similar to a lot of cultures involving dowries, marriage feasts, etc., Um, Nothing too distinctive here. The Talua did have in depth and complicated death ritual. Immediately after the death, the body stayed in the house near the center fire, and would maybe stay there a few days. The grave would be dug near the house, and it was often very shallow, maybe two or three feet. And what followed was a series of washings and painting rituals. The washing was typically done by two people of the same gender of the deceased. And before the person was placed in the grave, the widow or widower would lay beside the body with arm over the body to say goodbye as a kind of a farewell ceremony. The mourners were paid with shells to attend the funeral and would bathe in the river before turning home. Purity was incredibly important in this culture, um, as we'll talk about later. Uh, When the widower return or widow or widower returned home, they would singe their hair, um, and there was different amounts of singeing that were required for um, people—a widow or a widower or a widow with children. The whole town, in some ways, was shut down following a um, death—a period of prescribed mourning. Uh, Those passing through the town um, would often have to pay a toll or tax um, in order to. Uh, be outside and interacting in a period of mourning now there are a few common patterns to Talawa spirituality or religion i don 't even know if those are the right terms to use. Um, the first pattern was the uh, mythic storytelling ritual when it came ta- When it came time for any important activity, whether it 's a hunt whether it 's a marriage. Or anything like that, uh, often a story was recited to describe how the activity originated. It was believed that this functioned as a some as a formula of some kind that would bring the activity to a successful end. The second pattern was uh, the spiritual, if you can call it that uh, importance of places. Uh, the Talawa believed that certain places had spiritual power and that certain activities can only take place in those places. Um, And then the third pattern was a concern for ritual purity. Rituals included fasting, various kinds of dances, wealth displays, and many other public displays. And we could go in much more depth about um, the specifics of these dances and how they worked. Um, But again, I think I summarized when I was describing the few different patterns in Talawa religion, uh, the purpose of these activities. Um, and for our purposes here, as a general overview, it seems sufficient. Now, in addition to performative or religious practices, um, a mythology, or even you might call it a theology, underlied many of these practices. Uh, the Talawa believed that there were many supernatural beings, including a creator deity, Um, However, people on a more regular basis encountered uh, supernatural animals or supernatural creatures that inhabited certain places. For example, it was believed that every river was inhabited by a river serpent, some being evil and others being uh, good, which may be a way of explaining the differences between uh, rivers that had more pollutants and rivers that didn't. Um, I hope this episode was interesting and it was an interesting introduction to the Talawa people. Um, a lot of the things we talked about last time about the distinctives of the environment and how they translate into the way people lived and the, the things they believed about their world, I hope were captured in this description of the Talawa cult, tribe and culture. Next week, we're going to move to the northeast, to the high desert and some of the mountains, and encounter two tribes next week. Stay tuned for that episode. So long. <laughs>